Hello and welcome to this edition of the Matt's and Ann podcast, coming to you semi-live from the southeast side of Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm your host, Matt Adams, alongside my tag team partner, special correspondent, Ann Adams. Hello. Well, Ann, it's been a couple weeks since we've done a podcast, which is not the worst that we've ever done. So, you know, sometimes we go three, four weeks yeah. without doing one. So a bi-weekly schedule might work out well. Um, it's just been a long October. It, it, it's been a long October <laughs> and for, for us. And, um, you know, the, the other thing is a lot of times we cover entertainment in this podcast and we go to a lot of movies. Well, you can't do that right now. And so, you know, that that makes it harder for us to yeah. find uh, kind of timely, timely stuff to, to talk about. So we kind of have to rely on when stuff happens in our lives and our lives are not that exciting no, because it's a pandemic <laughs> and we've been staying at home. So, uh, but the first thing we want to uh, let everybody know is, you know, we talked a couple weeks ago, Howard had a bad cough and we'd gotten him some medicine and it didn't seem like it had really helped him very much. And so we had to take him back to the vet and they actually prescribed the little guy some steroids yes. that had, uh, I don't know if you've ever been on a steroid before, but usually they have a pretty strict regimen. Uh, the first day, a couple of days, you might take them, you know, twice a day, and then, then you take it once a day, and then oh it's like gosh. every other day. We had to write it down because we, we never too, had we'd yeah. been able to remember. But He was walking around the house like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, he, he was, man. <laughs> um, so he, he, what, two antibiotics and uh, two or three, did we get... Two or three refills of the cough medicine. Two refills two, of the cough medicine. Two refills medicine. of the cough medicine. Yeah. And then the steroid. And uh, thankfully, it finally, it was kennel cough and that he contracted when we had uh, put him in doggy daycare for a day. You know, it's just like, now you can't even take your dog to the kennel during the pandemic. You're not supposed to go out. You're not supposed to put your dog in an enclosed place either. <laughs> I don't know what we're supposed to do. Um, but, you know, he's, he's doing good now. Um, I don't. You said you may have heard him cough a couple days ago. I have not heard him cough well, at all this I think a lot week. of the reason probably why it was so long um, was, you know, it was getting drier. We did turn the humidifier on. That seemed to help him a little bit. But I think the air is pretty dry. And still when he gets excited or when he's running around, especially outside, he'll come back and he'll be, he'll be coughing just a little bit. But I rarely hear that anymore. Uh, I mean, gosh, he was having... 20, 15, 20 minute coughing fits. I know, and, poor baby. But uh, I'm glad he's doing better. The he's day before sweet. we took him into the vet for the second time, was that the Sunday night? No, no. I, I'm trying to remember. It was the first time we took him to the vet that he had the miserable Sunday night that, you know, we, 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 he like kept us up. He was coughing yeah, all night. That's when we took him to the, yeah. The vet the first time. And then we um, took him again because uh, it seemed like he'd made progress. For a couple of days and then he had like a bad monday like he just kept coughing so we got him into the vet again and that's when they gave him the steroid and they looked at his x-rays and they said his chest looked okay for the most part like his lungs and stuff little little bit of inflammation from the coughing but overall uh, pretty pretty good so he's under some blankets right now because i think he's understood now when we bring the stool into this room for Ann's microphone and we sit down in front of the computer that no one's going to pay attention to him for about an hour uh, for the podcast. <laughs> so he so he, he's nap. just going to go uh, take a nap. It's funny. Yeah, he's he's a funny little dude, I'm telling you. But I'm glad he's feeling better. He's acting like he's better and he's just happier. He's just a happy little soul running around the house. So that's, that's a very brief Howard update. We're glad that he feels better. 
because you know he's like uh, Willie and Lenny and Howard. They're they're like our little kids. So. I know. It seems like this month has been like crisis month for all of our pets. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, because... Willie's Willie's got a. Uh, we took him in for his checkup, and, and overall, he's a very healthy turtle. Yeah, um, but with his age, he's eighteen. He's now legal. He can vote. He although can vote. Matt's convinced that he would vote for the Green Party. But um, boom, rim shot. <laughs> uh, but but overall, he's a very healthy turtle. His his shell when we first got him was not good, uh, but now it's th- we've had him for three years. His shell's in really good shape. His plastron's in really good shape. Um, the only thing is, uh, he's a northern map turtle, and uh, our our vet's not uh, as used to seeing northern map turtles because typically mm-hmm. they stay out in the wild because you're not supposed to keep them as pets. We just you know the story is. And had a cousin. He got Willie as a little boy, and then when he got older, uh, he wanted to keep Willie, but his wife didn't want him, so they needed to get rid of him. Or we're trying to find a new home for him, and so we we adopted Willie. Typically, your red-eared sliders and stuff are the ones that are you know yes. the ones that are in pet shops and such. Yeah, map turtles. I mean, they are sometimes found as pets, but there's so many different kinds. And he is the kind that isn't always kept as a pet. You usually yeah. just find him in the ponds yes. and the lakes. And he's got such cool coloration, though. Yeah, on his, he does. His stripes and stuff. But he, um, those types of turtles have these dental plates that are sort of like teeth. So, like, they have their beak that kind of tears, you know, food. But then they also have, like, these dental plates. They're made out of bone. And they're basically, like... They're to help him, like, eat his food. And a lot of times in the wild, they can overgrow, but they don't always because of their diet. Right. But it's pretty common in captivity for some turtles, like the turtles that have these dental plates, to have them overgrow. It's sort of like if you have, like, a pet rabbit so or a pet. that's what the vet had told you, that yeah, she like, likened it to a rabbit uh, in the captivity sometimes. Yeah, sometimes you, can't, you try to give them food and things that will wear down their teeth as they grow so that they don't overgrow. But sometimes they do. Like, it just happens. So um, she said that he needs to go in. <laughs> we have to shell out more money. God love him. No pun intended. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's like we have three children. Yeah. Like, if you think that you're going to get... And we expected this. I mean, we're not completely... But it's just like, you know, <laughs> you think that if you get pets, you're not going to... It's better than having kids. It's, it's about the same. You worry about them. You want to make sure they have the best stuff. You have to pay to take them to the doctor. I mean, it's it's a big responsibility. But he's got to go in and have a dental procedure to have his teeth filed down. Yeah, his, so, his upper dental plate. And we yeah. didn't even know this was a thing. Now, we had been noticing that Willie hasn't been closing his mouth. and uh, As much. As, he as can't much. really close his mouth completely. It's been kind of open There's a little just bit. a little bit of a gap. Just a little bit of a gap. A little there. bit of gap. And I had no idea about these dental plates. I mean, no, we I love turtles, but I'm also still learning yeah. because I don't really know anything about northern map We've been turtles. doing this all on the fly. We had to learn a lot about those types of I mean, turtles. We, we thought he was a yellow-weird slider for Yeah, yellow-bellied slider. Yeah, we, yellow-bellied we had slider. no clue what he was. So Until we, you happened across a picture yes. of a map turtle, and, you're like, and then you Googled it, and you're like, oh my gosh. It's well, really. it's a northern map turtle. Yeah, so we're kind of learning as we go here. 
And, um, but yeah, he's got to go back in the first part of November and have his teeth done. His teeth dremeled, I should yes, say. Yes, dremeled. So he, it should be a pretty good procedure. He's got to be there all day because they, um, they give him like a sedative to keep him from, you know, squirming. And, um, usually it's pretty safe, but reptiles kind of sometimes have a, reptiles and amphibians have sort of a, well, I should say all exotic pets, sometimes have problems with anesthesia or sedatives. So they like to keep an eye on them and observe them the whole rest of the day so that if there are any complications or any problems, they're right there at the vet. And our vet lives, is up on the north side. So it would be kind of a, I mean, we don't have an emergency vet for a turtle anywhere near us. I guess we could take him to the Noah Animal Hospital, but they Mm. probably wouldn't. They'd probably refer us up to the... Exotic animal place up north. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, And if you remember, everyone, uh, when we say north side, it's it's difficult for us because we broadcast this show semi live from the (laughs) southeast side of Indianapolis, Indiana. So, as as I open the show almost every time with that. (laughs) But um, so yeah, he's got to have that procedure next week, the day after the election. Uh, He will have his dental plates done and. you know, eh, we won't reveal a price tag on it, but it's not cheap. Yeah. And um, let's just say you could buy the new Xbox Series S in a, in a game or so for about how much it would cost. For If you could do the math on that, that'll give you the ballpark. And then um, we, little Lenny as well, our little leopard gecko, we got him out last night. Uh, I haven't seen Lenny for a little bit because I've been working that 4 a.m. to noon shift and I go to bed early and sometimes he doesn't come out of his little house, um, you know, until the lights go out in the, in the man cave room and the man cave room. What is that? It is a man cave room. Is it the man cave room? I call it the man cave all the time. Well, I know, but you call it the man cave, not the man cave room. Well, I think semantics are not. I'm, I'm overthinking it. But I haven't seen him for a while, and then also because he is not a big fan of Howard when he is out of his tank. Um, we Lenny is quiet. We've only heard him made, make sounds maybe two or three times since we've had him, and he's done it twice when Howard's gotten a little bit too... Uh, when he sees... not Because we, we don't let him get really together. Oh, no, yeah. Um, Howard and Lenny, or Howard and Lenny are fine, or Lenny and Willie are fine. Howard and Willie are better, but we just don't want to try with Howard and, and the gecko. And, but, so anyway, a couple times when, when Lenny has seen Howard, he has done this little high-pitched, little panicked, little squeak. And so, um, I'm, I'm usually... Howard gets a little bit jealous when you're holding Lenny, and then I'm just kind of <laughs> staying with Howard to, to keep him at bay. Uh, but last night, Andy needed to make some configuration changes to Lenny's tank. And it was time to clean it. And yeah. it was time to clean it. And you really needed both hands, because that's that's the thing, is Lenny will sort of wrap himself around your neck a little bit or stay on your shoulder. I don't want him to fall off. And, you know, you need to get up and down, and you need to move. You didn't want to have him fall off or anything. And didn't look like a snack or something for for Howard. (laughs) Um, And so I I held Lenny last night. He found this little, I had a sweatshirt on. He found this little place in the crook of my arm uh, where the the sweatshirt folded over. He just tucked himself in there. He he was was, all nice and warm and happy. He was just fine. He liked that. 
Um, but kind of explain what you were you were doing. You were basically we had a heating pad for Lenny at night, but we were convinced that it was not putting off enough heat and it was not yeah. in a big enough area. We've had Lenny for a couple of winters, and I noticed that during the winter, like once it turns cold. I don't think the heating pad was necessarily giving off enough heat for him. So um, after talking to uh, a person at our neighborhood Petco, uh, we decided to go with the bigger heating pad. It's the Commando 1000. (laughs) With the bigger heating pad that would be appropriate because we have like a 30, 40 gallon tank. Mm -hmm. So we want to make sure that he's got enough heat so that he doesn't have to have a heating bulb, his heating he needs bulb the heat. on at night. He needs the heat on his belly. Belly, right? to digest his food. Mm-hmm. So we just want to make sure that he's properly digesting, that he's going number two, and that, you know, everything is churning there that needs to be churning. Now, we, we don't talk about it much on the show, although we have addressed Howard's poo before. But <laughs> we, we, we like to talk about poo a lot we, in our family. We, we talk a lot about animal poo, uh, Ann and I do, because uh, yes. Howard's a little bit different because he's a, he's a mammal and he's out, so you can kind of tell if he doesn't feel good and stuff like that. But with lizards, uh, reptiles... Yeah, exotic animals in general. You, you just... The, about the only thing that you know is watch their diet and watch their poo. Yeah, and if, are if they eating not, and are they pooping? Yeah. And, and if they're not doing those things frequently enough or they're not doing them at all, and then you kind of know that you have you might have a problem. Yes. And Anne's been noticing that, and this is the time of year that Willie and Lenny both slow down because they're, yes. they kind of get in a semi-hibernation state they call brumation. It's not full hibernation um, for them, but they slow down, their metabolism slows down, they don't eat as much, but also they still are supposed to eat and use the bathroom. And Anne was noticing for Lenny that he had been very shy lately. He had not gotten out of his tank very much and that his he had not been eating or kind of using the bathroom regularly like we're used to him seeing Yeah, him he's do. been pretty much been married to his heating pad, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of that has to do with I think he's just not getting enough heat. Yeah. And, so, and, and you check the surface, and it was only getting up to like 80 degrees, and they yeah, needed like 85 he, to 92. he needs it a little higher. And, it, and last winter, I had turned on, he has, um, it wasn't a light necessarily, like a light heat bulb, but it was just a ceramic heat bulb. And that was helping him. But really, he doesn't need that. He really shouldn't be getting his heat yeah, from above. Because um, it, their natural instinct is to you get belly heat. And if you give them the upper heat all the time, then it's going to kind of mess up there. Right. So we, want, we need to make a... A change. Yeah. So, so we, we did that last night. And then, I mean, the thing is, if, <laughs> if we if we need to, like, during the wintertime, if it gets 20 below and the furnace has trouble kind of keeping up and it does get a little cold downstairs and we need to keep a heat lamp on at night, like the, the ceramic light on. Yeah, we do. For a few nights, we'll do that. And that's no big deal. It's just we were kind we of in this doing situation where we were having yeah, to do it every night. Constantly. So we've, we've done that. Um and it, it, initial signs are encouraging on that and took some temperature readings and stuff. And so hopefully, you know, that'll be good. But yeah, so, so Howard had his cough 
Uh, Willie's got his dental plates, and Lenny's got his heating pads. So, so we we've had to spent do, enough money on yeah. them that they should be covered for the next two Christmases here. <laughs> and and that's not to mention that we still have not bought the lights that we need to change. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we do still need to change all their light bulbs, Willie too. needs a new UVB light and a new heat lamp. And then we figure since we're changing his bulbs, we'll just change Lenny's bulbs as well. So You know, and I love taking care of my boys, but sometimes... It's exhausting. <laughs> well, and, and this this has all come at us at the same time. Usually it's not like this, which no. is kind of surprising that it all kind of hits at once. Cause... Well, and, and then we'll just, I was going to talk about on my production notes, which occasionally we do make and almost follow sometimes when we feel <laughs> like it. Uh, I was going to talk about another subject, but I think that's a good segue. We had the stuff with the pets going on. And then we also had the dryer go out on us yes. this month. Just yes. a couple of weeks ago. So, well, tell them how old our dryer is. Well, I, I, I we really can't complain uh, too much. Yeah. I mean, you don't like to drop, you know, several hundred dollars on a on a new dryer, but you know, it's a necessary part of life. Um, and we had gotten 14 years out of our other dryer because it was a good. wedding gift from Ann's parents. Yes, our washer and dryer were wedding gifts from my parents. And uh, they lasted, I mean, from our first apartment through our house. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think I replaced the heating element. We never really had a problem with the washer. Nope, not until it just just gave up one day. Yeah, and then I think we replaced the heating element and the dryer once. But Mm -hmm. other than that, I mean, it's done really well. So... It was and time. This, this time it was dead. Like when, when the heating element went out, the dryer was running, but it wasn't getting warm. So nothing, you know, you're getting a tumble dry basically yeah. on stuff. So we put a new heat element in on that and um, it worked for a few more years after that. Uh, the problem this time was like when you press the button to start it, nothing, nothing happened. So it was dead. And uh, 14 years, I mean, your dad said that like you're lucky if you get eight years out of a dryer. Yeah. So... Um, you know, we, like I said, wedding gift, we replaced the washer in February of 2019. Yep. And then we bought its twin dryer, the dryer that's supposed to complement that washer we bought, uh, from Best Buy. And I was so pleased because I liked it and I real then I realized that it matched my washer. It, it was washer. a coincidence. We it did, was my little, it was the little match to my washer. I was, it was like, a oh, complete coincidence. Uh, you, cause you, you did want a whirlpool. So, I mean, that does help. Maybe that happened a little bit, but it was a happy accident that that happened to be the the one um, that went with our washer. And it was on sale, so we can't really complain about that. No. Nope. Um, but we had a little trouble. Um, oh, you know, we, we do need to... It's not always smooth. And Anne's like, is this month... It feels like October has, for us, been the microcosm of what everybody's been going through since March. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's been yeah. kind of miserable. And then for us, October was probably the worst month that we've had uh, as far as things go. And, and there's nothing There's nothing major. We're not losing our jobs No, or we're very like lucky that. in that regard. But it's just kind there's of There's some like, aggravations, for it's sure. It's kind of exhausting, really. It's just like, oh, my God. I'm tired of spending money. I'm tired of exerting effort. I just need a break. <laughs> so so we, we conceded, you know, finally, you know, the, the, the dryer was dead. And I'm like, you know, me and I, as Elaine would say about George Costanza, sometimes you're extremely careful with money. Um, you know, sometimes I don't like to, yeah. to spend if I don't have to. But, you know, I'm like, we had it for 14 years. It served its purpose. Um, it's dried a lot of towels and a lot of socks and sweatshirts and stuff, so we need to let it go. So we ordered the bet one from Best Buy, and they were going to get it to us like the next week. 
Which it, was pretty good, which is great. considering that a lot of people have had their stuff back-ordered or they've been out of stock on certain yes. appliances. Because I know one of my coworkers tried to order a washer three months ago, three or four months ago, and she wasn't able to get it. Man. Because so, it was you know, out of stock. It, it's not all bad. So anyway, the, the guys show up. I take off a little bit. For I got a call from them. The, the, the window opens from 12 to 6. And I understand it's a flexible window, but still the window doesn't open until 12. They call me. I'm at work. They call me at like 10 after 11 and say they're going to be there by 11.30. And I'm like, guys, the window doesn't open until 12. I can't get, I can't get home in time. I was going to take off uh, about a half hour early so I could get they home by thought maybe noon. you were a stay-at-home turtle dad. Well, yeah, I should, maybe I should have been. <laughs> um, then we would have that aggravation out of the way early. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, you know, I called him. I told him very nicely, I'm sorry, but I'm at work, and the earliest I can get home is probably 12 o'clock, and that's when the window was opening, so that's when I was expecting them to come the earliest. And so they, they got to us around like 3.30 in the afternoon. Uh, the guy comes in, they, they haul out the, the old dryer with no problem. They install the venting and uh, the power cord. Um, they've got it ready to go. And I hear the, the one guy uh, yell out from the truck something, and I couldn't understand what he was saying. And so, he, but, but he said very emphatically that the other guy needed to come and, and look at it. So um, then they called me out, and I'm like, oh, this is not good. When they, you know, uh, when they had unboxed the dryer, the Whirlpool dryer that we had ordered, the the front panel was loose, and um, it, the bottom of it, there's some clips and stuff. So you think, well, maybe if we can just kind of rig it onto there, we get that, we get our dryer. And as it turned out, not only was the the um, clip there bad, so they couldn't get the front panel to stick, but the the seal for the dryer was also coming loose so they're like we could try it we could install it but i just don't think it's going to work and so we decided to refuse delivery on the driver dryer because of a manufacturing defect and we figured you know that's okay um they'll just send us another one you know it might be a couple more days but we'll be able to get an, another one and that'll be fine and we can stop the recording studio right now has clothes all over the place because we've been trying to air dry everything yeah and um, so like, okay, that's fine. We got some stuff done, uh, some wash done. We'll, we'll be okay. And then, um, I got a call from Best Buy and they were just confirming that, yeah, we were refusing delivery because of a man manufacturing defect. And I said, yep, that's, that's what we're doing. They said, okay, someone will call you tonight and set you up with another delivery schedule. So, you know, we wait a few hours and someone does call like around 6.30 or so at night answer the phone and you know they're saying oh there was a manufacturing defect with your dryer we're going to send it back to whirlpool um and the earliest they said they can get you a replacement was december the third oh. and you, you you know me i don't i try not to get too animated on the phone especially when i'm talking to customer service people because i know they have a tough job they probably get yelled out a lot and i try to keep that in mind sometimes but that did not stop me from just going December 3rd, because I could not oh, believe man. that. So, um, and then we had, I'd looked at their website, and they, they still looked like they had that dryer in stock, and they could deliver it the next week. So, um, I we canceled the order, and then the next day I went over to the, the local Best Buy here. Um, I needed to get some uh, copy paper, so I picked that up. And then I also figured I'd go by and talk to a manager real quick just to ask, before, because basically what I thought I would do is cancel the order, 
and then order another one and have it delivered the, you know, in the following week. And um, so I talked to a manager at Best Buy and I told him what happened. I'm like, they, they brought the dryer, it was defective, so we canceled the order and then they said they couldn't get us one until December 3rd. And the Best Buy manager was like, well, that's BS. <laughs> they went and they said, that doesn't sound right. So they went and they checked the stock and they're like, we've got like 60 of those in stock. I said, so if it, are you fairly confident that if I order a new dryer, like the same one, that it's going to get delivered next week? I said, I'm not asking you to make me any promises, but it's not going to be December the 3rd. And they said, no, I don't think it's going to be December 3rd. I have, I'm fairly confident that you'll get your dryer next week. So, you know, once the refund processed for the dryer that we had bought that was defective, the, the order that we canceled, then we uh, ordered the second one, and it came uh, this week. So it came on Tuesday. It came last night. Um, they had left the dryer vent, uh, and they'd also left the power cord and a couple little connector things that, that you usually have to buy with the dryer because I think the guys that delivered it were trying to deliver it last week thought they would be, like, coming back. coming back to install, you know, soon. They certainly, I don't think you would have thought that they would have believe it was going to be December the 3rd before they brought us the new dryer. So, and I know this is riveting podcast talk right now, <laughs> but, um, so but anyway. But it's also one of those that you listen to and you're like, wow, my life is great. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. I hope so too. We all have hassles with customer service and, and stuff like that. Um, but we had a different crew that came and they delivered the dryer. I took off early again yesterday, uh, by, by half hour to be home for that 12 to six window. They bought, they brought the dryer at five 30. So, oh. right. You know, they, they, it was, it was a wait all day. Cause you always yeah. feel like you can't do anything because you always feel like, you know, uh, if you take the dog out or you do this or you do that, that inevitably they're going to call or drop by your house. You're not going to be home. You're not going to get your dryer. Um, but they came in, and, and I'd, I'd taken the door off the hinges because um, it just gives it a little extra space to bring the dryer in through the door that connects the garage to the kitchen. But that means we have to corral Howard. Yes, yep. Howard had to stay in the, the, the studio, the podcast room uh, by himself. Uh, but the guy came in, and I was just pointing out, I'm like, yeah, the, they took the old dryer out already, um, and the new dryer goes here. And he saw that they had, like, the vent thing, and the power cord, and I'm like, they've got that stuff. They left that behind. That guy was like, cool, because <laughs> he, <laughs> he didn't have to do that part. He double-checked it and everything, but he didn't have to actually do that part of the installation uh, because it was That's already nice. there. And so they, they came. They got it hooked up in probably 10 minutes, uh, gave us the instruction manual, and I think there's like a sample dryer sheet or something that comes with it yes, as well. Yes, there's always. like some sample bounce dryer sheets. And we're actually doing the inaugural load tonight. Doing the inaugural load tonight. Uh, they said run it for 40 minutes. They set it up for us for 40 minutes. And then they said after that, it's all good to use. And it frightened me because it has a buzzer. And I didn't expect it to have a buzzer because our old one didn't have a buzzer. I guess I didn't know that but our I old one didn't. I think a lot of them now have a buzzer. And this, our old one did not have a buzzer. And so when it was done, it scared Anne. It did. It frightened me. And even Howard like looked up, like, "What's going on? What was that?" So yeah, fun times. I'm telling you. But the good news is we we have the dryer now, and Anne's happy. It looks nice where it is. It matches. It matches the new, my washer. It ma na matches the new washer. So. You know, we were just, we were cheap. I was cheap last time. So really what you, what we probably should have done is just bought a new 
washer and dryer combo at the same time because it was inevitable that the dryer was going to conk out at some point. But we got another year and a half out of it. But it was also in February, which is a rough time because we're also, we never know what taxes we have to pay because we uh, end up paying out of the nose for our taxes. We're not going to share that information. No, no, we don't need to get into that. But we do always end up having to pay taxes. So it's just like, you know, you just kind of try to do what you can at the time that you can do it. Yeah. Because that's... uh, February was a rough month. You're preparing for taxes and then also uh, driver... Uh, license fees license are due plate there. renewal you're yeah. recovering from christmas yeah. a lot of stuff is due at the beginning of the year yeah. things really after may get really pretty good for us but it's, it it's like from, from november to february i think a lot of people kind of feel the same way you've got the holidays and you enjoy them but yep. you end up spending a lot you travel a lot you yeah. do yeah and so. travel shouldn't be a thing this year <laughs> yeah i was gonna say that's that's I, I have become, I have realized that I have sort of become a hermit since this COVID-19 thing. I'm like, I actually kind of enjoy being at home. <laughs> now, if I was younger, probably not as much. If I didn't have my pets, I'd no. probably want to go out more. But I have my husband and I have my babies and I just like being at home with my boys. Well, I, I really do think, I mean, if anything, and we love Howard because he's such a sweet little dog and we really do love him. But it's also nice because he does get us out of the house. Yes. You know, we got to walk the neighborhood, and I know it's kind of boring. It's the same old neighborhood all the time um, for the most part. But I, it's good for our mental health to just kind of get oh, out of yeah, the house get out. and go with him. So. And as long as he is well enough and able enough to walk, I mean, we get him out three times a day. Yep. And we continue to do that so that he gets exercise. We get exercise. And until he gets older and doesn't want to do it anymore, then you think we'll ever have like one it. of those little baby uh, push carts for him, like some. Oh, of the like our, our neighbors do. Oh my gosh, our neighbors have this cute, cute little Maltese dog that they push around in like a little. We thought it was a baby at first. I thought, oh, they have their little grandbaby. No, it was a dog in a baby and like a little baby stroller. And they just they just walk the dog around and then they stop, pick him up, put him out, let him go pee pee, and then put him back put him back in the stroller and just walk on up. I'm just like, oh. But apparently the dog's got arthritis pretty bad. So that's uh one way that they get him out and about with have without having to have him walk a lot so all right we're gonna uh, t- the next topic uh that we we tackled uh we went and uh we called it civic duty weekend oh yeah uh, this past weekend because we did a couple things uh, one we our grand ambition was to roll this all into a magical day of civic duty. it wasn't gonna happen but it wasn't gonna happen um we got our flu shots on saturday and we went to walgreens and got those and then we had planned to go and do early voting here in Man- marion county now, uh, the flu shot was fine. Um, we did that. That was no problem. And worked a half day on Saturday, so we couldn't get to the polls right away. And they did set up a very helpful website here in Marion County where you can check the wait times. And, like, the wait time was going to be, like, three or four hours at the Perry Township location, which would have been technically, if we had stayed there that whole time and had to take all that time, it would have... The, the wait time was actually after it would have closed at 5. So we decided 
Um, mm-hmm. Just based on the wait times and what we were seeing, we decided that we would go ahead and vote on Sunday instead. We'd go in the morning and vote. And um, for those of you who don't know the lay of the land, um, I don't really know the lay of the land that well, honestly, but Marion County is the most populated county here in the state of Indiana. Uh, it does tend to lean uh, blue, uh, as a lot of urban areas do, and uh, they opened the city-county building in downtown Indianapolis for early voting uh, last week, and then they opened several other satellite locations that were opening open starting this past weekend. Um, but we're the most populous county in the state, but we only have six early voting centers. And, uh, and it's been a story across the, the nation as well, people waiting in line eight hours or so to vote. And so there's one location, especially here at St. Luke's, that had people had, been, had waited for eight hours in line to vote. Um, Ann and I waited three hours and 45 minutes to vote on Sunday. Uh, we got there at 10.15, we got out there, got out and voted. Uh, we had gotten out and had voted by two. Um, and I, I don't think it's a stretch to say, and that the Perry Township Government Center is not equipped for long lines for early voting? No, but I will say that um, apart from the parking, which the, was, a, parking whole, which was a whole different ball game, because it is in a, it's a right next residential to area, you know, it's on a main highway near a residential area. There really isn't a good parking no. situation. But other than that, as far as like line configuration and stuff, they did do a really good job of, you know, configuring the line so that it was Yeah, I, I have no problem with how they but configured the, parking the line. But... Was, oh, the parking was a nightmare. I can't even imagine St. Luke's would be better either. Oh, I, don't I don't think, think any of those be. places that were listed are going to have good parking situations. But, I mean, it, it wasn't bad. The line actually moved. It, it was moved a pretty, pretty good, good weight. Um, but... And I didn't mind waiting, you know, three hours and 45 minutes. Now, I have injured my back in the past, so my back wasn't thanking me for standing for three Mm -hmm. hours after this. But, you know, I think it was worth it to vote. Oh, definitely. I just, I feel like... But it was more trouble than it needed to be. It was more trouble than it needed to be. It could have been easily avoided if the state had just gone ahead and gone with no excuse absentee voting this year. It's a special thing they did it for the primary and i know it's fewer votes in the primary because fewer people participate in the primary so you're not going to have the overwhelming crush that you're going to have for the general election but my goodness man you know we've got the outbreak here the pandemic's gotten bad in indiana we're the worst numbers that we have ever seen Uh, we've been over 2,000 cases daily for like six or seven days in a row now Uh, our positivity rate um, is over seven percent now for statewide and, like, we don't need, there's no way to social distance, uh, mm-hmm. especially once you get inside the building. Um, the last thing people need to be doing right now is standing in line, crammed on top of each other so that, for hours so they can go and vote. It's just ridiculous. Uh, somebody put a campaign, ca- uh, sign out with the campaign signs at one of the locations that said, this line is brought to you by Governor Eric Holcomb, <laughs> which I thought was kind of funny. Um, That's pretty cool. G- generally speaking, like I like Holcomb. 
Um, I think they've done a, an okay job here, a pretty good job in the, with, the, with the state until the last month or so. Uh, we went into stage five, then our numbers have really, really gone up and uh, places that we had not seen them go before that I really never imagined that they'd go before. But when he had a five-stage reopening plan here in the state, and the thing is, stage five was the final stage, and while he has a mask mandate statewide that is still in effect and will be in effect through at least mid-November, um, and the, mm-hmm. the, the, the other stuff, you know, it stays in place. Um, and people think that because we hit stage five, that we're done, that it's over, that there's, that the pandemic's finished and clearly it's not. So, you know, it just makes me, uh, just makes me wonder a little bit why we didn't, you know, uh, why we had to move to that stage already and, you know, just why we didn't go ahead and at least roll things back a little bit. Um, I understand people want it to be over. I do, but it's not. So <laughs> we got to, you know. Um, but my point is, I guess I, I've rambled a little bit here, is that I think voting should have been easier for everybody. Mm-hmm. I think they should have gone um, with the no no excuse absentee balloting this year and just made it a lot easier on uh, both their poll workers mm-hmm. and the people who were voting and having to wait in line Well, for hours. I also, there's a part of me that also thinks that they were trying to avoid a big stink about the mail. Too. Well, I, I, I understand that, that that's been But a, at the same time, thing. it's just, yeah. I mean, some states do their voting entirely by mail, and yeah. they've done it for years, and they've never had a problem with it. So, I, you know... Again, I understand. I don't want to get too much into. But you also have to think about who is running and their feelings about, you know. Yeah, I know. Delegitimizes the entire operation, and and I I get that. But then, like the Marion County Election Board is going to meet on Friday. I was reading today, and they're going to vote on whether to open Lucas Oil Stadium where the Colts play as an early voting center for the weekend because of the demand that they've had for voting. And sure. it's just like, guys, you, this shouldn't be a surprise that people are going to be energized yeah. to vote, whether they're going to go, you know, for Trump or whether they're going to go for Biden or which party they're the going to go is, for. The thing is, they think that this, I think they were expecting this year to be like the 2016 election or any of, you know, the elections mm-hmm. before where I don't think they were expecting such a turnout. Well, what were they thinking? I don't know what they were smoking, but they weren't really gauging the public mood very well. The, the, the problem is that, or the issue that I have with all of this here in Marion County is we're the most populous county in the mm-hmm. state. We only have the six early voting centers. We should have more early voting we centers We should have anyway. at least probably double that. There, yeah. there should be one. I was talking with one of my friends at work, and we were like, there should at least be one voting, early voting center in each township. Um, and that would give you, you know, yeah. a, about 10 or so. And um, I, that should really be it. I, I think they should put one like in Beach Grove. There should have been one in Southport. There should have been one in Franklin Township, one in Perry Township, one in Decatur Township, yep. one in Pike. And if you're going to do something like open Lucas Oil Stadium for early voting, why didn't you do it this week? Because the Colts had a bye week last weekend. Yep. And they were not playing. This week they're on the road, which is why they're thinking about opening that up. You could have had two weekends of early voting at Lucas Oil Stadium, 
And now I don't want to go down there because I don't want to have to deal with downtown and parking and all that stuff. But a lot of people, that doesn't bother them to go and do that. And you could have served a lot of people down there over the last couple of weekends if you'd had that place open to start with. So I I just, you know, it's... uh, and it's not even a certainty that they're going to open it because they need a unanimous vote in the Marion County Election Board in order to authorize the opening of another early voting yeah. center. So, but you know what? We went, uh, we voted. Um, it wasn't too bad. The weather wasn't great. Anne stood in short sleeves the whole time, and people kept asking her if she was okay, if she was cold, if they needed to offer her a hot coal or a blanket or something. <laughs> and, um, I was comfortable in a sweatshirt. We got a little bit of rain, but not too yeah, bad. We didn't get rained rain. up too bad. Um, they were out there with uh, free food, they free did. snacks, some and volunteers water. had snacks and candy. And I told them, I said someone should open up a hot dog stand said, or something. A hot dog vendor could have made a killing out oh, there. Oh, for sure, definitely. Buy a pack of ballparks, a couple bags, uh, bags of ballparks, and sell them for six dollars a piece. That'd be great. Sell your bottled water for five dollars a piece. You're like, hey, listen, I know that sounds expensive, but it's cheaper than it is at the ball game, okay? We're undercutting them by a dollar. Well, I felt bad for the poor lady that was going down the line, and she was looking for registered Republicans to help count ballots. And she was like, oh, we have enough Democrats to count ballots, but we don't have enough Republicans. Yeah, she kept asking I felt people. So and bad for her. You got. You got a couple things. One, you've got people who are apathetic and they just don't want to have anything to have do anything with it. Have anything to do with it, yeah. And then the other fact of the matter is there were a lot of people there that were not aligned with uh, the Republican Party. They were not registered Republicans, so they couldn't help her anyway. So I would have helped her, but I'm not but, a registered yeah, Republican. But you're not a registered Republican, and neither am I. And um, I'm not registered anything, actually. But we went in and uh, voting, and then, you know, they gave you this little uh, rubber fingertip that you put on. Or what was it, the lady that was in the line They're going to give you a finger condom. They're going (laughs) to give you a finger condom. She comes out in a camo vest with no 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 mask. mask, And she's like, she's like... Yeah, it's just around. I mean, she was real nice. She was. But, and she was she telling was. us what, you know, where we were what going. What to expect when you go in. She's like, and then they give you this finger condom and you can wear it if you want to. I didn't wear it. And of course, we're all shocked since she wasn't wearing a mask anyway. But, um. Bless her heart. You know, and then you, of course, I mean, <laughs> Anne gets her ballot, uh, goes and shows her ID. And they're not very clear in their directions of where, how you need to put the ID down. And then they got these people that are trying to run this printer, and it didn't print uh, for you initially. And then they got that figured out. And then when you went to submit your ballot, it had not printed it out from the machine. You thought maybe it had printed like a special barcode that had all the information. Yeah, I thought it was different this year. And then I get to the line where they're supposed to verify, and you're supposed to put it in the envelope and everything. And, of course... It, there's nothing on there, and the guy who was behind this plastic barricade with no mask says, oh, yeah, you didn't vote. And I'm like, wait a second, I voted. I went through, like, 40 pages. And he was like, no, I didn't print. I'm like, so I had to go back and do the whole thing again. Mine printed, and, but, like, they did not have, they had a couple different places down in the bunker or whatever you call it down there. And um, it smelled weird. It definitely smelled like uh, a bunker. 
usually there's every other time I voted, there's always been like a proctor that's yes. been in the middle of the room. That kind of directing is, traffic. That is always constantly like they're just repeating the same thing over and over and over again. After you get your ballot, then you need yep. to head over I've here. I've been one of those people. This is what you need to do. This is where you need to go. And they're just, it, it's like the directions at Disney World, you know. Yep. It's somebody's just over and over and over and over and over so people know what to do. They didn't have anybody doing that. So I printed out my ballot. Oh, it was bad. And then I had no idea what I was supposed to do after that. Like... I'm just, I'm like walking around, I go up to Anne, I'm like, do you know what we're supposed to do? And Anne's dealing with her touch screen, and then there was another guy in front of me, and he's like, where are we supposed to go with these? And so we just started walking toward And the sign is not that big that tells you where you're supposed to go. And don't get me wrong, I really respect people that work the polls. I know they're doing the best they can, but I really feel like the polls were definitely overwhelmed this year. So it was, it was just an interesting, um, it was just an interesting experience. And then poor Matt didn't get his sticker, his voting sticker. I forgot to grab one. I think he was just ready to get out of there. <laughs> I was ready to get out of there. And then every other time I voted, like, they don't always hand you a sticker, but they usually say... Take your sticker. Take your sticker, or the stickers are over there. They didn't bother to do that, so I missed out on the voting sticker. So... If you don't get an I voted sticker, did you really vote? Is that like, you know... Apparently that is what Facebook is saying right now, is if you didn't have a sticker and you didn't take a selfie with a duck face, then uh, you did not vote. I'm a little bummed out because I really just wanted to take the I voted sticker and put on my mask and take a selfie, Mm -hmm. but I I forgot to get one. But I, I was also just happy to get out of there, so... Yeah. And then you get to... It's kind of funny because you go out the way that you went in, so you kind of... After having been one of the people waiting in line, and you saw all the people triumphantly walk out after voting. You get to be one of those you, people. You get to be that guy. And and we made the valiant choice not to park all squished in with everybody oh, else. yeah, that was a genius We stroke. parked across the street at this little flea market that's not operating right now. And we just were able to get out of there. Because I will say, out. when we first pulled into the parking lot and went around... I mean, we were looking for a spot. People were parking along the street, along in parking residential in areas. Yards, up on curbs, on oh, sidewalks. Oh, it was crazy. It's almost like the speedway. You, you could be, if you lived out there, you could just charge people to park there yep. to, to go vote. I mean, it was crazy. But, and then uh, we waited. I remember we sat in the car for, what, like 15 minutes or something. And we're like, why is the line not moving? And it was because someone was trying to pull out of a spot that they had parallel parked into. And this lady, this lady in a black cruise, she was, I don't know what she was doing. She was crazy. She thought it was a line of traffic, but she was behind a line of cars that was parked along the side of the street. Yeah. When we first turned in, yes, she thought it was, she was turning behind a line of cars, but really it was cars parked on the street. Thus, we thought we were in a line of cars. So we were sitting out there. On Thompson Road, I mean, we could have gotten hit at any second. God love this woman. She didn't know what she was doing. Well, anyway, a parking spot opens up, and sure enough, she gets guess it. Guess who pops It pops out in time for She gets it. But, and I'm just like, oh, God. And, and we were like, oh, but then we, we were actually lucked out. We thought about it because we're like, there's no way. If we had parked in that out. spot, there is no way we would have gotten out. Because it's a, it's a two-way street. Mm-hmm. And they've got cars parked on either side of yep. the street. 
And then, I mean, part of the problem with the line of traffic that was going through there was people looking for spots. Then the other problem was that you would have like a gigantic F-150 that was coming oh, the yeah. other way against traffic. That, you know, it just, it was, it was bad. So they should have rethought that. But I'm grateful for the opportunity to early vote so I didn't have to try yes, to deal with it definitely. on election day. We're done. Our ballots are done. We don't have to worry about any of that anymore. So, you know, if you haven't done it, please get out. And vote, uh, but you're don't let us have to scare you off. <laughs> don't let us scare you off. It's very important to vote this year. And hey, take you know, take your uh, take your lawn chair, your foldable lawn chair. Maybe do the idea that we came up with. Get yourself some ballpark hot dogs at Kroger. Set up a set up a set up a stand. Cart. You know, we said it was a perfect day to tailgate. Absolutely there were so tailgate. many trucks out weather. there. They could have tailgated, and we could have just had a big party in the parking lot. And just had socially, a socially distanced voting tailgate. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I will say that I was very proud that a lot, everybody pretty much I, I in line say was wearing a mask. Ninety-nine point five percent of the people out there were, were wearing masks. You only masks. saw a few stray people that weren't wearing a mask, and they usually got glares from the other people. Mm-hmm. It's just like, why can't you just be like, you know, like just be considerate and help other people. Yeah, and I was surprised, I told you, I was surprised that the people that were working the polls weren't wearing masks. Now, they had, like, plastic... Yeah, they had their plexiglass shield, but then those then people again, were working next to each other, so... Yes, and they also were getting up and going to help other people or going off to do other things. Yeah. And I was kind of surprised by that, yeah, that, that they was, weren't wearing masks. Odd. Yeah. So, I mean, I get it. You don't want to be down in the bowels of the basement wearing a mask, you know, for... 12 hours or however long the polls are open but i mean i would have been wearing a mask even if i had the plastic shield yeah i think i think eh, I would have personal to. preference i guess i don't know but and the sad thing is is a lot of the people though i felt bad because a lot of them were older they were like my parents age or old oh yeah or older yeah. than that. and i was like hmm i mean i think it's great that they're out doing the polls but i was kind of concerned about them not wearing a mask so, well, anyway. and I mean, that's, you know, when we when we got done, I think something that just sort of illustrates the, the lunacy of kind of the whole system that has developed here in Marion County is we were we were done. We were walking uh, past a gas station to get across the street back to our car. And this older couple pulls up to us in a truck and asked us how long, you know, the wait time was for us to vote. And we told him that we had waited for three hours and 45 minutes. And that guy that, that was driving just shook his head and he just goes, that's just too long for us. That's just too long for us. We went to some of the other locations and it was four or five hours. That's just too long for us. We're old. We can't stand in line. And they drove off and I felt bad for him. Yeah, it, it, it is hard. Well, and, you know, and a lot of people, I think... There are some people that are older that I think weren't expecting such a huge turnout and mm -hmm. such a huge wait, and they didn't do their absentee ballots this year. I know my Uncle Bill's one of them. He likes to go and vote. I understand. But I don't think he realized that he would be waiting for four hours, and he can't stand. Yeah, he's got a, got a bad leg. So, so, I mean, it's... Yeah, it's 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 hard. I mean, again, I'm glad that people are getting out to vote. I'm really proud of Americans for standing in line to vote. I know it's hard. I think there's only really, I told you, two previous elections in my whole life where I've waited longer than 30 minutes yeah, to usually vote. Usually we, we vote at this little Franklin Township yeah. trustee office across from our house, and yeah. you're in there in 10 minutes and out. Yeah, and I'm, I'm usually 
I mean, I voted, I told you, I think I voted in five elections since I turned 18. And I have, well, major elections, I should say. But um, the generals, the biggies, the yeah, I voted in every election and I've never waited longer than 30 minutes. But I think 2008 was pretty, I mean, 2008 was pretty decent. It was about an hour and a half. And then 2016. We did early voting at the city. We actually went down we to the waited. city county building that year because I think that was the only place they had open for early voting here in Marion County. Yeah, and it was about two hours. It was about two hours. And then this was probably the longest we've ever waited. This was waited. by far the longest and the most people. I oh, mean, yeah, definitely. By far. Definitely. And so, yeah, I mean, but I was surprised. You know, I said that I voted, you voted in every election since you turned 18, mm -hmm. right? Yep. I was surprised by, you know, I'm seeing on Facebook these people that are like, this is the first time I voted and I'm like 50 years old and I'm just like. What have you been doing? What? Really? I was really surprised I mean, by it, that. It's a I mean, it's not really a judgment. No, it's just kind no. of, I was just really surprised. I mean, I can understand why people wouldn't want to vote. I mean, I know that sometimes you, you just don't feel very interested. You don't feel compelled. You may not feel informed. You don't feel informed. I mean, there there's there's reasons. So I'm not trying to be judgmental. I was just really surprised. Well, I just that just shows you how galvanized the electorate is this year, whether it's you know for uh, the, the the current administration or for something that's a change. People mm -hmm. are very passionate one way or the other about this, and we have seen it in the voting turnout, and we've seen it in the lines that people are willing to stand in. And I just don't think they should have had to stand in these lines. We should have had more satellite locations open. Um, but I know that would also pose a challenge because they got to find people to work the polls to do yeah. that, which is why we should have had no excuse absentee ballot balloting statewide for the election because it would have eased the burden on the poll workers. It would have eased the burden on the voters, and I think it would have been better for everybody. They would have had a lot of votes to count that were absentee ballots, but, I mean, it's okay. You know, I think I think we could swing that. But so anyway, that's that's our voting discussion. Uh, if you haven't gone out yet, uh, make your plan, make it happen, because it's a very important. It sounds like those emergency commercials. Make a plan and vote. There's an NFL commercial, I think, with the Seattle Seahawks, where they talk about their voting plans, and it, it kind of reminds you of one of those really? public service announcements. They're huh. like, "Make a plan, get your vote," you know. <laughs> wow, wow. It's amazing that you'd have to plan to vote. Like, it's a big, such a big thing. Yeah, usually it's, usually, like you said, it's pretty It's pretty, it's pretty simple. simple. You usually. just go, you may have to wait in a short line, you go in, you vote. I mean, I, I do remember, I think, at least one election, because my mom, when I was a little kid, she used to vote at our local elementary school, and she used to take me when she would go vote. And, you know, it was back when they had those old, like, space-looking machines that had, like, the levers and the, oh, you yeah. pull the, push the button yeah. and the curtain closes. And I remember we did wait in line. I can't remember what election it was. It might have been the Clinton election, the first Clinton election. But I do remember that we waited in line for quite a long time. And, but I know that that was a big election when he first became president. What was it, 92? 92, yeah. And so I remember that. But I, yeah, it's just, it's so different now. It's so different. So, again, make a plan. I kind of wish that I had used those. I wish I kind of got to use those voting 
lever boxes. Uh, we've done a lot of different things. We've had fill in the circle, mm-hmm. uh, a couple different versions of that. Yeah. Uh, we've had punch. First election, well. I was in college, punch so card. I voted by absentee ballot. But, I voted by absentee yeah. first couple. But after that, it was like it was either paper or computer. I never got to use the cool voting machine. I've always wanted to do no. that. We've had a few different types. We've had different <laughs> interfaces on the voting yeah. machines, uh, touch screens, uh, not touch screens, but buttons that you punch next to the selections, yep. physical yep. buttons. Um, probably four or five different things we've we've had. Fill, the chads. Fill in the circle. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, the punch cards. The punch cards. Um, oh, that was a nightmare. Yeah. I just remember because you're like, did it go through? Like, <laughs> it was horrible. A whole election hinged on that. <laughs> whole, you know? Yeah, hinged. No pun intended. <laughs> kind of like when yeah. you said earlier that we had to shell out money for Willie. <laughs> that's pretty. Yeah, that's true. That's uh, good. All right. Well, it is time for our favorite segment, so uh, let's just wait for the jingle here. What are you reading? What are you writing? What are you writing or reading today? And what you didn't see is that I just did jazz hands in the background. We both did. <laughs> so, Anne, what are you uh, reading? Uh, what are you writing? Uh, what's what? What you uh, streaming? What are you? What are you listening to? What are you? Working on hobby-wise. It's a really long jingle now. No, it's not. It's the same one. What are you reading? What are you writing? Well, I'm still doing the 3D diamond painting, which I am absolutely loving. I am on my third uh, canvas of diamond painting. So you've done um, you've done Elsa from Frozen. And then uh, Cinderella. Did you finish Cinderella already? Or is that the one you're working on? I am working on Cinderella right now. What's... And then I've also done one for Harry Potter. Oh, Harry Potter was your first one, yep. and then you had Elsa, yep. and then uh, I for, I'd forgotten about Harry Potter. Yeah, so I'm really enjoying that. It's been giving me something to do while I watch TV, and uh, I haven't really watched any new shows, although we've been watching Unsolved Mysteries, because yep. they had a new season that came on with that. Yeah, six episodes. Um, yeah, I didn't I really like it as well as I liked the first season. I, I didn't either. I, I don't know. I didn't hold my attention as much this time. I think time. it was the choice of topics, I think, weren't as The only one that I found intriguing. Um, really interesting was the, the Washington, the White House, former White House aide, that they yeah. don't know what happened to him. Um, the the last one on the missing kids was, was really it sad. It was, but it was interesting because it was um, these, there were two kids that were taken from the same Harlem Park. Yeah, different families. In the 80s. Um, and then as far as reading goes, um, Matt printed out his book, the Brock Calhoun book in paper form. So I'm going to finish the book reading it that way, I think. And then I'm also listening to a new Anne Cleves novel called The Long Call. It's like a murder mystery. It's, um, the first novel in the series of Detective Matthew Venn. So, I'm enjoying that. As far as I'm concerned, uh, I read through also starring Brock Calhoun as himself for probably the seventh or eighth time. Uh, caught a couple typos here or there. And you got a copy to your friend at work? Yeah, my, my friend Jeremiah at work had been wanting to read the book, but he doesn't really like ebooks because I was like, I'll just email you the manuscript. But he doesn't really like ebooks. 
I had considered um, laying out a Kindle book, or um, yeah, basically a Kindle book, and then having it uh, printed through Amazon. The problem with that when you do a physical book like that is you have to register an ISBN number for the book, and I didn't mm. know if that would constitute having it published or not. And as I am an author and I'm trying to find an agent and I don't want to uh, have any impairments, uh, anything that would impede that, um, I decided not to do it. So I did a little bit of research on how I could print that out as a book in Microsoft Word. And so I just you basically you format it as a two-page booklet. It paginates everything for you. And um, we have a laser printer that does double-sided printing. So I was able to print out uh, the whole book for him. And then all it took was Ann taking a paper cutter to it, cutting it in half, because uh, the pages were all in order. And uh, the only thing we were missing, we thought we had some good bookbinding clips that would fit. But as it turned out, we didn't have clips that no. were large enough it's to very fit. disappointing. So Jeremiah got a, a loose-leaf book of papers with a construction paper cover <laughs> and a rubber band we're around We're so it. inventive. Now, you'll, you'll like this, Ann. Um... I, put, I wrote the title of the book on uh, when I got to work. I wrote the title of the book, uh, also starring Brock Calhoun as himself. And then in the parentheses, um, I put at the bottom, cover, not final. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I, thought good. I thought you'd get a kick out That's of that. That's pretty good. Um, so uh, I, I, I read through that, and then Anne's got it, and then my friend Jeremiah's got it. Um, so hopefully I get some feedback from you guys on uh, what works and what doesn't. Um, currently reading through 16-Bit Heroes, which is a book I've mentioned on the podcast before. It's about some YouTubers who get drawn into the world of the Sega Genesis and have to kind of basically compete in games uh, in order to escape. Uh, and all the games are sort of based on old classic... Uh, they're all knockoffs. They're like diet. They're like the store brand cola version of those mm. games. So they're very similar, but not quite the same. Um, but I, I had a fun time with that, so I thought I'd, I'd reread through that. Um, and see what changes. And, and that book's changed a few different times, uh, basically what the MacGuffin is. Um, the, the basis of the book is that there's a, a YouTuber, and they do uh, YouTubers, and they do retro game reviews. Um, the main character has always thought that this, there was a certain game for the Sega Genesis that was uh, near the end of the, the system's lifespan, but never got released. And um, he's always been interested in that, and somebody says that they've got a copy of it. So that's kind of what starts the, the whole um, the impetus for the whole book. But the MacGuffin, at first I was going to make it based on the movie Dirty Work, uh, which came out in 1998. Tiny <laughs> you love that movie. Yeah, it's terrible, but I love it. Um, and it's really funny, and that version of the book still exists. But the timing doesn't really work out because that movie came out in 1998 and that is really late in the life cycle of the Sega Genesis. I just don't, because the Genesis was pretty much done by then. I was then going to do Con Air, um, which came out a year earlier, and also it makes more sense to make a video game out of Con Air because it's an action movie. You would definitely have great setups for levels and stuff like that. Um, but then, again, I was worried about timing, so I set it back one more year to The Rock in 1996, the Sean Connery Nicholas Cage movie, and so that's the game, the mythical game that exists. Which I want to be clear, there was never a video game based on the Rock that was being planned for the Sega Genesis. This is all fake and just kind of my fun that I was having. Um, so there are certain parts of the book that have to be that had to have been rewritten because I changed the video game, and that means I changed the video game levels and how those mechanics work. But anyway, I'm reading through it because I don't think I've uh, read through it since I changed the video game for the third time. 
Um, couple things interesting uh, coming out later or coming out next month. We'll have the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S. Say that three times fast. It's hard. Um, and so I watched some uh, the the retail consoles have now started to arrive. Some of the tech YouTubers like unbox therapy and stuff. So I watched they they unboxed he unboxed the PlayStation Five today. It looks ridiculous. Oh wow! And uh, he unboxed the Xbox uh, Series X as well, um, which is kind of also ridiculous, but not quite as ridiculous as the PlayStation. I don't have you seen the new consoles? Um, I'm going to pull them up here. Just indulge me for a second um, as I pull this up for Anne. Uh, they're kind of going for a futuristic vibe for the PlayStation. Um, and so this is what, uh, this is an eBay listing, but this is what the new PlayStation looks like. <laughs> it looks like a Star Trek ship. It looks like it belongs on the bridge of J.J. Abrams' Enterprise. Wow. From the Star Trek reboot. Weird. Um, and then there's two versions of this. One is got a disc drive and the other does not. The one with the disc drive is like perfectly symmetrical mm-hmm. or without the disc drive is perfectly symmetrical. The one from with the disc drive kind of comes it's out the side there. there. Uh, I've read a lot of people regarding uh, that it looks like it's th- that the PlayStation has a tumor oh. because of the, if you look at this straight on. Yeah. It's harder to see here because this is on a white background, but there's the, the line. So it goes out weird at the side like that. Hmm. And you've seen the Xbox Series X, haven't you? I think so. And it's it's just like a big black monolith cube. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But the, the PlayStation's way taller than the Xbox. Like, it's it's gigantic. Really? Yeah. And um, you can't set the PlayStation on its side without a stand because you saw how those yeah. things curved. It won't, it won't sit down flush. Uh, the Xbox, um, from what I understand, cools better when it's stood upright, but it also, so it has a base down here that it's sitting on, but then it's also got four rubber feet on this side, so if you wanted to set it down, oh. you can do that as well. Interesting. So, I don't know, um, it's never a great idea to go and get the new consoles right when they launch, because sometimes there's production problems, yeah. and... The, the game and the hardware is, uh, the games haven't been developed optimally for the hardware yet. So, you know, um, I don't know. I, I'm interested in the Series S, which is a smaller version of the Xbox that's digital only. And it's pretty cool. It's it's tiny uh, compared, oh, wow. to, compared to the other ones. Now, it's um, it's um it doesn't have a disk drive like the Xbox Series S, uh, but the Series X... Um, cost $500. This one costs $300. It doesn't have a hard drive, or it doesn't have a disc, uh, mm-hmm. DVD-ROM, or a Blu-ray ROM player on it. So that's how they cut costs on it. The processor's not quite as powerful. The processor's pretty good, but it's not as powerful as a machine, mm-hmm. and it's all digital. And what I don't understand is, and I know they're trying to keep costs down, and they want this to be attractive for people, but this is a digital-only console, and the, the hard drive's only 500 gigabytes. Really? Where the Series X is a terabyte. I don't understand why they didn't put a terabyte in this one when it's the one that's going to really need the space. Yeah, the digital. Yeah. Now, they they both uh, are supposed to run games pretty good, um, and they have a proprietary um, hard drive, a solid-state drive that you can put into the back, uh, but it's like $220 to add more storage space. So while you're paying less for that, you're probably going to need that extra storage, so you're going to end up 
paying for that. Uh, so anyway, I watched some unboxing videos for those. Those are those are pretty interesting. I'm I'm interested to see how those things go. Uh, we did watch the Goldbergs. The Goldbergs returned a couple yeah, weeks ago, so we did. watched a couple episodes of them. And yeah, it's just it's a fun turn your brain off and just laugh at the absurdity of the Family Show. <laughs> the airplane one was pretty good. Yeah, that's great. It was good. And then um, I I don't know maybe they'll they'll bring it back, but. You've probably noticed that sometimes you'll be sitting in the other room and then you'll just hear G.I. Joe play because yes. uh, they had a YouTube uh, live stream of G.I. Joe, the cartoon, the Sunbow cartoon, and they would just uh, recycle episodes and play them back to back and stuff. And it was great. Like if you didn't have anything to watch and you just wanted to show, throw something on, I watched that like all the time. Go like I look through wow. my YouTube history. It's sad because I've watched that channel several different times, um, but it doesn't work anymore. Aww. It's down. I don't know if uh, I don't know if it was because there's a limited amount of time you can live stream a channel on YouTube uh, and it ended, or if they're having some sort of hardware problem with how they were streaming it, or if they need to restart the stream or whatever. But yeah, the GI Joe streams no more. That's depressing. It's very sad. <laughs> very sad. Oh, I'm I know. Sorry, I noticed honey. that yesterday. I had clicked on it like I always do because I've always. Even if I don't sit down and watch it for an hour or anything, I'm always curious as to which episode is on because I kind of know what the rotation is. And um, it was working the other day, and then I tried it yesterday, and it didn't didn't work anymore. That's depressing. And I tried it again today, and it didn't work. So, That's so hopefully, bring, bring that back, Hasbro. It, it it was really helpful during the pandemic. It made me feel a little bit better about life. Um, the other thing we watched, uh, this special non-Halloween edition of... The, the podcast. Uh, we did watch The Adventures of Mr. Toad and Ichabod. Yes, yes. And we need to pull On out, Disney we watched Plus. Frank and Weenie. We, we did watch Frank and Weenie, and I actually yes. almost cried. Maybe I did cry a little bit there at the end. Isn't it sweet? Sweet I little love dog. Frank and Weenie. It is one of my favorites. I, I love the original from the 80s with Shelly. Yeah, this was the, uh, the, the recently done uh, ant CGI computer animated version. That we watched about an hour and a half. I think Tim Burton directed it or produced yes. it. I don't remember. Yes. Um, cute little dog. Uh, I thought it got a little bit silly at the end, um, but then it also then punched you in the gut a little bit. But I liked it. And you weren't even going to watch it with me. I didn't want to watch it. Yeah, no. But Anne wanted to watch it, and I am try to be accommodating, you know, and, and watch stuff, try to enjoy stuff with, with my wife. And uh, I watched it, and I really actually did enjoy it. I'd watch it again, I think, maybe around Halloween next year, not like tomorrow. Well, I'm so happy you watched it. And I did enjoy watching Ichabod and Mr. Toad. That used to be on the Disney Channel on Halloween when I was a little kid, and I love that one. And it's so fun because Basil Rathbone and Bing Crosby Crosby narrate that, and it's just like the best. They have the best voices. And, of course, Bing Crosby sings because, I mean, well, when does he not you, sing? Yeah, they didn't have Basil Rathbone sing, though. No, thank God. But his <laughs> voice is so, like, I love his voice. His voice is so, like, melodic. And it's just like, oh, I could just sleep. So yeah, that, that was good. Uh, we do need to watch It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie yes. Brown. And uh, which we Garfield. own, so we don't have to try to depend on watching it on TV. And you can't watch it on TV anymore. Thank you, Apple+. Plus. Yeah, uh, people get an uproar about that. Yes, and then uh, we also must watch Garfield's Halloween special. And I've even been singing the yes. sixty men are lost at sea, all of them drunk except for me. I've been uh, singing that on our walks yeah. with Howard at night, and I'm sure Anne just loves. Yeah, that. it's been quite fun. It's been fun. <laughs> well, you, you got anything else, Anne? 
No, I think I'm tapped. All right. Well, thank you for joining us for this very special spooky Halloween edition. No, it was not a spooky Halloween edition. It was edition not spooky. I mean, I can take this bed sheet and I can put it over myself, but that's about as spooky as it gets in here. Yeah, you you dressing up for uh, Halloween this year? Probably not. I think Howard will be a taco again this year. I'm going as a 40-year-old man during a pandemic. <gasps> Ooh, with a mask and everything? No, just a hooded sweatshirt and flip-flops. Nice. And some, you know, comfy pants. Cargo pants. Car- you should <laughs> no, wear, like, no, cargo shorts. No, just, just, just comfy cargo pants. Cargo shorts in, like, 30-degree weather with flip-flops. They'll think you're a college boy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do want to say... Um, I, I hit 40 in July of this year, and I, I know that I'm 40. But when we went in for immunization for the flu shot, for the flu vaccine, you were going to say immunization. That's so fancy. Uh, when we went in for the flu vaccine, um, and they handed me back the form that I needed to sign and, and go through, and they had my age listed as, as 40. To see that in print is different. It's a little jarring. It, it can be. But my love, I loved where they asked you if you were planning <laughs> on getting pregnant within the next, you know, two to three months. And you wrote, don't know. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, my God. Well, everybody, please. Matt, Matt looked at me and he was like, am I, am I supposed to answer this? Am I going to be pregnant? And I'm like, no, honey, you're not going to be pregnant. You can skip soon. it. Sweetheart, you should probably just skip the question. And I was hoping that, you know, the, the guy... The guy goes over your answers yeah. with you before he gives you the shot. And he just ignored that last part. He's, Darn! I'm just like, oh, come on. Can I at least get a chuckle out of that? Yeah. But, no, I mean, uh, if you can, if you, you got the time and everything, uh, get out there, get your flu shot. I think that's going to be very beneficial this year. Yes, and if you have your insurance card, take it with you, because a lot of times you get you it for, get free. for free. For free so. or for $5 sometimes, right. depending upon uh, where you go. And also, please get out there and vote. It's a very important election year. Uh, be interested to see what the results are, and hopefully, we won't be dra- be dragged out for like three months. Yes, you've been forewarned. Bring a chair, bring a snack, bring a drink, bring warm clothing. Did, did you see the woman that had the milk crate? And so she would sit on the milk crate for a little while, and then the line would move, and she'd just kick the milk crate along. Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. That was pretty genius. All right. Well, thank you for listening to this edition of the Matt Adams Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Statomatty, S-T-A-T-O-M-A-T-T-Y, at Statomatty. Email me, Matt, at MattAdamsWriter.com, Matt, at MattAdamsWriter.com. And Anne, where can the people find you? Wherever Matt is. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you.